0: Welcome to Alutacast, a podcast made by Alaska Natives native
1: natively. Native.
0: It's a show that explains how our past influences our future from our modern native perspective.
2: Okay, well, uh, welcome to Alutacast. Uh, we are broadcasting from our Afognak office here in Anchorage, Alaska, and uh, we're happy to have you here today. This is Lauren Anderson. I'm the Director of Shareholder Development. Uh, For the corporation, and we have a couple of our interns here with us today. Uh, who do we have here?
0: I'm Isabel Ellison.
2: Cool. Uh, I'm Miles Garner. Awesome. Can, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, Isabel?
0: Um, I'm born and raised here in Anchorage, and I'm a senior at West High School.
3: Cool. Cool. How about you, Miles? Um, I'm Miles Garner, and I just graduated high school, and I'm hoping that this
2: internship brings me in the right way. Cool, cool. And uh, again, like I said, I'm Lauren Anderson. I, uh, I just graduated about 30 years ago, <laughs> so <laughs> it's been a little while. But, uh, you know, it's funny when we talk about Native ways or how the past influences our, uh, the future or even how it influences, well, today, we've had some pretty interesting conversations about what this podcast is going to be about. Uh, again, it'll change from week to week and hopefully, and again, we'll teach you something new. And, of course, along the way, we'll learn something new as well. So can you think of, an? how does the past influ- influence us today? And is there a way we express our culture today that maybe is different than our ancestors?
0: The way a lot of us go fishing is different.
2: Yeah. How's that?
0: Um, it's a lot more recreational than it. Used to be the different ways that we do fish, like a pole versus a net, right. and um, like how often we go fishing too.
2: Sure. I mean, again, we're here in Anchorage, but yeah. I, you know, I can probably speak for a lot of our uh, our shareholders and uh, family that live in the village. Mm-hmm. You know, again, they do subsist. They still have the nets, and so again, it, it changes from region to region as well. So I do remember being a kid living in Seattle and still going fishing, but again, not in the way of subsistence way. It's more, again, like you, you just said, recreational uh, miles. Uh, you have any examples of uh, expressing your culture today uh, that maybe our ancestors did a little differently? Definitely the
3: way we live. Like our everyday life is completely different from when our ancestors were here. You know, today we wake up and we can go to the bathroom inside the house. Back then, you know, you had to go
2: to our house or outside. Yeah, that's why I don't go camping, man. I don't yeah. honey bucket. Hey, that's nothing to do with honey. I'll tell you what. That's
3: definitely not
2: honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is a good example? Uh, for those of you who don't know uh, a native word, we say "makay" or "makayvik" steam bath. Uh, some people call it sauna today. Of course, uh, in the Russian, it would be a banya, but. You know, as a kid, I remember doing that with family, but we didn't do it underground in a sod house. But you know, in a well, it looks like a woodshed. You know, with a, what, a wood burning stove. Wood stove yeah. Yeah. Some people today have gas in there. I'm like, wow, this is getting really convenient and modern. But it's we still do it, um, and obviously for the same reasons too. Yeah, you know, that's when I learned about willow. And, and in Alaska there's 40 different species of willow and uh, the only way you can tell them apart is by taste so one might taste uh, tart and that would be uh, like a citric acid vitamin c and another that you're looking for was bitter and that uh, bitterness was salicylic acid that's basically aspirin and uh, I, little did i know i was practicing the traditions of our ancestors but in a more modern way uh, again not underground but in a which had, I think so many of our people, you know, if we ask them, what native things have you done? And, you know, it's really hard to think about. You might say I've done nothing, but the truth is you're doing it, but it just in a more modern way. Yeah. Any other examples you can think of? Kayaking. Yeah.
0: Um, a lot of people now go kayaking uh, recreationally for fun, uh, just as like a exercise rather than how our ancestors would to use it in their everyday lives it was a tool for them more so rather than just a like fun activity
2: right right you know uh i always i'm not i can't speak for all uh, our native people but i know that for myself i love traveling you know and i i can just imagine being in a kayak you know several hundred years ago and traveling the coast and with that wonder of what's around the next corner and uh I feel like I still have that sort of I want I want to see everything. Uh I have a, a, a daughter and you know one day I would hope that she will also have that sort of uh wanderlust to to go out and see things and experience things. But uh again, you know, kayak, you know, it's it's for exploring even uh, what's around the next corner. I think that's a neat way of thinking about it. Um, I'm sure there's way more examples of how we express our culture today. But yeah, again, we'd love to hear from our listeners. If you're living in, again, anywhere in the United States and think about this, you might be living in uh, the deep South, but yet yeah, you still go berry picking. Uh, like in Seattle, we went blackberry picking. Uh, Not too many blackberries in Alaska. Salmon berries, raspberries. raspberries. Cloudberries, gooseberries. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, all the different kinds of berries. Blueberries. Yeah, we got
3: blueberries.
2: Yeah, blueberries. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah, so it's interesting to think. Raspberries? Yeah. Yeah, got raspberries too. I planted strawberries at my house, so (laughs) Uh, not too indigenous. Although in Kodiak, there's strawberry flats. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I'm sure they were introduced. like a bunch of trees here yeah yeah also i wonder too about our ancestors especially the climate of course a big topic if you live in different areas of the united states it may be harder to see the changes in the weather and the temperatures but in alaska definitely it's quite noticeable Uh, oh yeah definitely yeah Yeah. our winters are shorter our summers are longer and again uh you know i wouldn't complain because that actually sounds Awesome. <laughs> but you know, in the global
3: It still definitely gets really cold though in
2: winter. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean though. It's uh we're gonna start a club called uh, Alaska Natives for Global Climate Change. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, that's horrible. Again, it's one of those things that we start to see that may have changed from our ancestors' time to today. It's weird to think about and then it's things that we don't think about every day, like Who's your family? Who's your grandparents? Where did you where did you learn to do that? Again, um, you know, I was laughing. Uh, I was talking with my wife and one day she saw me pull the milk out of the refrigerator and I started shaking it. She asked me, why are you shaking the milk? I'm like, I don't know. It's what I always do. No, I, always I just, do yeah, just do it. And then I really thought about it. You know, again in the village, you know, even from today till a long time ago trying to get milk in the village is not
3: not then wasn't it in pitchers
2: right right Uh, milkman it was powdered milk because it could last longer you could make it when you need it and uh it didn't have to be flown in or it didn't have to be rushed in by plane so when you get the milkman milk you put it in the pitcher you shake it up and today of course you don't need to do that with um uh pasteurized milk you know i was talking with a friend of mine and uh, he was from wisconsin and he said yeah of course you shake the milk I'm like wait 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 isn't wisconsin a uh a dairy state because yeah absolutely well we drank non-pasteurized milk and so what would happen is the cream would rise to the top You give it a good shake to mix it all together again I'm like well that's funny we have something in common we both shake the milk I it just because. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to, though. It's funny. It's when you think about stuff like that. But again, we do things. We have rituals that happen throughout the day and we don't even know where they come from. How does that happen, do you think? Instincts. Yeah.
0: Instincts watching your parents or grandparents do that and right. mimicking.
2: Right. Yeah. Because uh, what's interesting about that is, you ever heard the saying, "Do or do as I say, not as I do? You ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, it, yeah, we all have bad habits. And then if you see somebody doing it as a child, you're probably going to end up doing it yourself. Yeah. Um, you do taking the good and the bad. And that's something that, uh, you know, of course, it's affected our native people for a long time as well. Um, I again, I can't speak for our ancestors, but I, I can imagine that when the outsiders came to Alaska and. I can only imagine that that's when things started to change Yeah. Uh, feelings about being native or, you know, yeah, it's interesting. I know that growing up in uh, in a predominantly white school, it was beneficial for me to be white, to blend in. And so, you know, I, I think back now to when I was in high school and, you know, I, we had our African-American uh, black friends, and uh you know they couldn't hide i think that's a again that's a hot topic for today but even being native you know i I almost feel guilty now that i i didn't know what to do or what to say uh i just wanted to fit in and i think probably that's where we all do nowadays you know have you run into any of that situations in school
0: yeah i don't looks like i guess typically native stereotype. yeah, yeah stereotypical and so most people just uh, assume that i'm white mm-hmm. automatically and so unless i tell them that i am then they are like oh i didn't know that and
2: mm-hmm. yeah I then that that's not uncommon mm-hmm. i think that happens a lot that again if people don't even know native culture or for that matter alaska natives mm-hmm. in particular you know, if I said the word alutic or sukbiak, I mean, they had a... Exactly. Is that type. Exactly, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, Miles, have you ever run into... Oh, yeah.
3: definitely. even not too long ago. You know, people look at me and ask, are you, are you Mexican? Are you,
2: right. What are you? I'm like, i native. What? what? Tu hablas espanol? Nah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, but then I always feel bad too, cause I don't, I don't really know nothing about my culture. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know the language. But I
2: don't. well, I think you probably know, and that's why, like, we're gonna do this show. I think you know more than you you you, you, you give yourself credit for. Again, how can culture be so invisible? But if again. Our ancestors really do play a role in the way we do things today. Another good example is uh, how is it that you can't – well, how about this? A person might say, I'll never want to be like mom. Well, wow. you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and, and you act and talk and you do all the same things. You don't notice. You don't notice. You can't, it's really hard to turn the camera around and look at yourself. And again, I think with all this turmoil, you know, with race and – it's really hard to look at yourself and to put yourself into or to put yourself in other people's shoes. Uh, empathy, sympathy. Um, it's I guess it's something that we're not normally taught. Some people are very good at it. Other people, ah, gosh, you know what? Even friends of mine are well, maybe not as good as they should be. Uh, but you know, again, something. The things that we uh, topics we can touch on, and hopefully, we'll keep you guys coming back and listening to our podcast. One thing's for sure though, we're definitely living in a changing world. I'm sure you can agree with me on this, that uh, one of the things I know for sure is that I know nothing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But one thing we can share, again, is some of our Native artists, our music that uh, are out there. Okay, well one of the things that we want to do is introduce our people to new music. So I think not many people know about different Native artists from around the world. We'll start with Alaska, and uh, actually this recording is uh, when I was with the Alaska Native Heritage Center, and, uh, you know, when I first made my first song, it was really hard, again, because I don't speak our native language, but I've heard it, and uh, this song is called um, Appreciation, and, uh, you know, a lot of people helped, um, Florence Pestikoff was a big help, and a lot of different elders along the way. But we recorded it, and uh, this is actually from an album called Our Music. It was produced by the Alaska Native Heritage Center, and it's available on iTunes. But every week we hope, well, well maybe, every week we hope to introduce you to some new artists and things out there that maybe you weren't even aware of. So I hope you enjoy this, and uh, we'll get back to the program here in just a second. I know yeah.
0: One thing that we've touched on so far within this podcast is what it means to be native and how that's different for everyone. There is no one right way to be native, and there are no certain set of experiences that one has to have in order to be native. And on that note, Anthony Hodel-Lukin, an Afognak intern in Kodiak, has interviewed some of his family members in order to help display that message.
4: Chamai I will be interviewing my auntie, Kiana Bendixson, just to ask her a few questions to better understand her standpoint and perspective of Native life. What does being Native mean to you?
1: Being Aliyad means to me that I'm from a strong group of people who are highly adaptive, and also that I have many
4: cousins. Is there something you do today that connects you to your ancestors?
1: Something I do today to connect me to my ancestors is talk with my grandma, Helen. She tells me about how life has changed in our family over the years, and she is full of advice, prayers, and stories about people and ways of the past. Okay.
4: How has being Native shaped you and your life?
1: My culture has shaped my life by instilling in me the values that are passed down by my family members such as caring for our elders, learning to utilize the plants and animals of the land while still respecting nature, and being thankful for what the Lord
4: has provided. Okay. What are some, if any, traditions from our culture you'd like to see live on into the future?
1: A tradition from my culture that I'd like to see live on in the future is taking care of our elders and making sure things like they get a fish when they start running and assistance when they need it.
4: Awesome. And what is your favorite native dish? My
1: favorite traditional foods are salmon, karak, and chidak.
4: Awesome. Kweana. Next up. I will be recording the interview with my cousin Autumn Clement, who is my Aunt Christie's first daughter on my father's side. She lives in Washington State but has spent quality time in the native village of Port Lyons. The first question is What does being native mean to you?
5: Um, to me, being native is being part of something bigger than myself. And I'm proud to be Shincheon and Elutic. Um, even if right away I don't really look or appear to be Native, I have like blonde hair, I'm pretty pale, and I have light eyes. Um, I know my story, and I know that matters like to me. Um, but when I do get the chance to educate people that like don't know I'm Native, then I will absolutely 100% of the time take that opportunity, and I feel that being Native um, my family has a past and of course everyone has a past story, but I just feel really honored to be part of this one.
4: Thank you, that was beautiful. I like that. Okay, the second one, <laughs> the second one is, is there anything or something you do today that connects you to your ancestors?
5: Um, so recently my Gigi, which is my grandma, um, on my dad's side, recently passed away, and I feel like I've missed out on some opportunities because of it, and I wish I had um, gathered more information and knowledge from her. Recently, I asked my dad if I could read some of her old books to try and educate myself on, like, the Simshian way, um, like, how Simshian people were brought from Canada to even, like, the myths and, like, stories that she would tell us when we were little kids, and I just want to learn as much as possible as I can, like from my great-grandma Helen or from Grandma Candace as much as I can. Um, also, my mom works for Plasmic Native Corporation, so being able to learn about like our culture through her is really helpful and interesting.
4: Awesome. Okay, number three. How has being Native shaped you in your life?
5: So being Native has brought so many incredible opportunities to me that i feel i wouldn't have received if it weren't for my incredible past and just getting to share knowledge Mm -hmm. with people all the time is a really great feeling i
4: agree okay number four what are some if any traditions from our culture you'd like to see live on into the future
5: um so i thought about this one a lot and i definitely say that dance and music is something that must be kept alive. Um, last summer I attended a summer seminar in Sitka and um, we stayed at Mount Edgecum, which is a boarding school in Sitka for five weeks and as there were 24 other kids. Um, we learned about um, other native cultures, but my roommate, um, Diana, she was from Cake and there were people all around the world that weren't even from Alaska, but Some were from Africa, um, some were from the low 48, and a few were from Alaska. But um, my roommate, like I said, she was from Cake, and um, she shared a story with all of us. And it was through her drum and through song. And um, she shared it with me before. She shared it with the rest of the group. But um, after she did, everybody in the camp was just in tears, and it was really beautiful to see and, um, so I was adopted into the killer whale clan on my, my dad's side, my Sinshian side. And once you're adopted, you do your dance. And I was learned, I was taught the killer whale dance and at first I was kind of shy, but looking back on it now, it's really just a beautiful way to like show and like be able to visualize your culture. And it's dance and music it's really powerful and it comes from a strong place yes i agree
4: with that that's beautiful okay final question what is your favorite native dish
5: um my favorite native dish would be herring eggs or cheetah um, cheetah is just salmon berry, sugar, and milk. Like Grandma Candace would always make it for us. And not living in Alaska anymore, I definitely crave it a lot.
4: <laughs> awesome. I know I miss me some cheetah too. I need to go get some from Grandma Candace. Well, thank you so much, mm-hmm. Autumn, for your time and your wonderful answers.
5: Yeah, of course. No problem.
2: All right. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening to our first Cast podcast. We hope to bring back some more information that you'll find useful, you're learning along the way, and hopefully you're learning also. Special thanks to uh, Anthony, of course our roving reporter in Kodiak, and uh, his interview people took the time to answer questions, Autumn and Diana.
0: If you'd like to contact us with any comments or questions, you can email podcast at apognac.com.
2: So, so... Have a good
0: day. And in our native language, we say Kueyana. Yes, thank you. Kueyana. This podcast is sponsored by the Afognak Native Corporation for Shareholder Services. Afognak Native Corporation's high school slash college summer intern program provides Afognak shareholders currently enrolled in high school or college with work experience and an opportunity to explore career options. If you're interested or know someone who might be interested in this program, please contact the Afognac Native Corporation's Shareholder Services Department at shareholderservices@afognak.com or call 907-222-9500.
3: The Afognac Native Corporation is providing this podcast as a public service. Reference to any
4: specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the Afognac Native Corporation. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent.
0: Views and opinions expressed by Afognak Native Corporation employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of the Afognak Native Corporation or the Board of Directors.
3: If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact podcast.aliptic.com.